It's a PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays, live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. At sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. And taking the shot to ground down Bale. He missed the catch. And he gets in for the touchdown. The catch is made by Calvin Ridley. Wilson, as he throws Welcome everyone to the Propcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Thursday, January 19th, currently 136 on the East Coast. A different episode today. Yeah, we're going to do our player props. Don't worry, we got you guys cover on that. But we're going to pivot a little bit. We're going to try to get ahead of some of the offseason stuff happening already in the National Football League. But joining me to help me talk it through, just going to be a casual conversation. Nothing, nothing, you know, by the book, I guess we can say. But you guys know him as the voice of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast, the F1 Gambling Podcast, of course, the NFL Gambling Podcast, and here on the Propcast, Rod via Gomez. Rod, I see that you are smiling from ear to ear. The 49ers got it done. What's going on, my man? You know, I'm just sitting here enjoying my morning coffee, being a company man. There we and, go. Uh, just just soaking in the basking rays of a 49ers playoff run. Uh, the only team the entire weekend to just completely blow out their opponent. Every other game was down to the wire or close, but not the Niners. They they played a half of stressful football and then just decided to turn the lights out. So um, I'm loving life. It was supposed to be two blowouts until the Chargers let the uh, Jaguars come back and win that football game. But yeah, I know you and I were talking about this game on Saturday when the Niners were going off and they were trailing by a point at the half. And then after that, as they've usually done during the regular season, just take care of business in the second half and get out to the comfortable lead. And after that, uh, send the uh, Seattle Seahawks to Cancun for the offseason. But yeah. They're on to the divisional round this, I believe it was on, it's on Sunday, correct? Yeah, on Sunday against the hated Dallas Cowboys, um, at least a part of the uh, SGPN network. But we're not here to talk about the playoffs. We're going to get ahead of the offseason. We're going to talk about some, uh, we'll talk about some uh, quarterbacks that may be on the move, may not be on the move. And I think the biggest name of them all asked for what, the future may really hold for this player is actually Lamar Jackson. So we'll talk about Lamar Jackson, what's kind of transpired with him about the contract talks. Um, if he's going to stay there, uh, if we think he's going to go to another team, where are the possible landing spots for a guy like Lamar Jackson? And then we'll also touch on Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers as well as their seasons have all wrapped up. And again, possibly all three of those guys looking for new teams, but um Rod, let's just kick it off, my man, with Lamar Jackson. Obviously, probably the biggest storyline um, this offseason outside of maybe, like I mentioned, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and Derek Carr. But it's an interesting uh, dynamic, I guess we can say, for Lamar Jackson. I know they started the contract talks, um, trying to figure something out uh, before the season started. Those contract talks were put off a hold uh, until the offseason, which they are in now. Um, 
Lamar Jackson, at least over the last two seasons here, Rod, has dealt with some injuries toward the tail end of the year. He's been at least a great quarterback for the uh, Baltimore Ravens. He's won an MVP. I, I had his stat sheets in front of me, but I guess we can start with some general thoughts about Lamar Jackson, and we'll, we'll kind of progress from there. But Lamar Jackson, the player coming out of Louisville, Heisman Trophy winner. What are your thoughts on Lamar Jackson here, Rod? It's so frustrating to want to try to handicap a, a guy like Lamar Jackson staying in Baltimore or not because you know his potential. You know and you've seen the best of Lamar Jackson, but unfortunately you just don't get to see that season in and season out because he gets hurt. Yeah. So this whole thing is twofold. How much do you put stock in the fact that you will have your MVP quarterback for every season, all season for the rest of his career, right? Or how much are you willing to take a chance that he won't and let him go and have somebody else reap the the benefits of him being there on the field week in and week out for the rest of his career. From an investment standpoint, you obviously want peak performance the entire time. Right. That's what you're looking for when you're and and it's not like these contracts are getting any smaller. And that, I think, is the real issue. Right. These these contracts are beginning to balloon so ridiculously high that when you're spending like triple digit millions on a quarterback, you want that quarterback to take you into the playoffs every season and win Super Bowls. You don't want to hold your breath and think, is this the game where my multi-million dollar quarterback is going to go down for the rest of the season. I mean, granted, yes, that's a risk you take every single time you step on the field with any player, but somebody that's already proven that a couple of seasons now you can't finish, Mm -hmm. you do. I mean, I'm not blaming anybody for having confusion over this matter because, hell, man, I I don't want to put down $10 on something I know is going to break, let alone, you know, $100 It's It's just simple business. Yeah, and again, for the owners, it, it really does come down to dollar and cents, right? Like, what's the bottom line for me? Like, there's owners out there that obviously do want their organizations to win uh, regular season games, obviously get to the playoffs, uh, and the end goal is to win uh, the Lombardi Trophy, to win the Super Bowl at the end of the day and bring a championship to the sea. And then there's some owners, that it's for me, what's the bottom line? How much money is a player on my team gonna return on investment for me and there are unfortunately you know uh, owners out there like that in in not only in the nfl but also in in all the major sports league but you know when we talk about lamar jackson when he came in to the national football league after his years at louisville there was a significant culture change in the way that they were going to play football in baltimore because they had to cater it around the specific skill set of Lamar Jackson. It was a point where they had Joe Flacco. Okay, we can step back. We can throw the football 20, 30, 40 yards down the field with Joe Flacco's arm. And, and then, you know, they were able to get a Super Bowl victory when Joe Flacco, I can remember, was just when they went on to win that Super Bowl, he was playing at an elite level for the Baltimore Ravens. And then it, it we knew that it was going to come to a point for the Baltimore Ravens, where they were going to have to move on from a Joe Flacco, not pay him the money, and you drafted a quarterback like Lamar Jackson in that first round, and you had to had, had to have a philosophy change on the offensive side of the football, and they made that change, right? They became a, a, a run-heavy offense under Jim Harbaugh, 
um, with, to cater to what Lamar does best. And look, you got an MVP out of Lamar Jackson. And, and, he, and it's not like he doesn't win, Rod. Like, since he took over as a starting quarterback for the uh, Baltimore Ravens, his record in those, what, five seasons is 45 and 16 as a starting quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. We talked about the last two seasons where, yeah, he's missed the final, what, five to six weeks for his team. And they've kind of, they've struggled and limped to the finishing line of either making the playoffs or not making the playoffs. And we saw it this season. Hey, the conversation was that, was he possibly healthy to play in the playoff game last week with Cincinnati? Because a lot of the players after the game last week came out and said, if we had Lamar Jackson, we would have won that game. And I think I believe that I believe that statement because if Lamar was out there again, we're not doctors. We don't know what's happening with Lamar and his knee and his, and his legs. Obviously, if I think that if Lamar could be out there, he would be out there with his guys trying to make a playoff run and, and win football games. But again, the contract talks always come into into discussion when you were talking about injuries and how much you want to pay a guy because Sean Watson now has set the precedent for some of these quarterbacks that are up for contracts, right? He got a fully guaranteed deal of $230 million from the uh, Cleveland Browns in Lamar's mind, Rod. It's okay. If he's getting that much and you only offered me, I think the number was what a hundred and hundred million or 150 million guaranteed money. I don't want that. I want everything to be fully guaranteed. So, I mean, what do you do now? Would you do you sign him to the contract? Do you franchise tag him? Do you think about trading him? I mean, if you're the owner, Rod, what do you do? And that's what's frustrating. I mean, you just watch them give Deshaun Watson 230 million guaranteed. That basically just means that if you don't match that or beat that, mm-hmm. then then you're out of a out of a player. And really, again, what's what's you t- talked about the fact that he wanted to be out there. The playoff game would have only strengthened his case. I don't. I can't see any reason why he wouldn't have wanted to go out there to make, especially if he won that game, right? If he won that game, now we're not even talking about this. Now yeah. we're talking about them paying him upwards of the two hundred thirty million that that uh, Deshaun Watson got. So, mm-hmm. you know, again, this isn't. It wasn't a business decision for him to sit out. Obviously, he was injured. Obviously, he didn't do it. But as an owner, I mean, look. I know that Lamar Jackson gives my team the best opportunity to win. Yeah. You see what else is out there. I mean, literally you, I mean, you've, you've witnessed it on your own team. <laughs> I mean, you know, Tyler Huntley is, is yeah. no Lamar Jackson, right? I mean, we can definitely go out on a limb and say that. So the, the backup quarterback position is not the strongest in this league. So right. for me to let go of an MVP, for me to let go of a guy that I know has the capability of taking my team all the way to the Super Bowl and win. I mean, obviously he hasn't done it yet, but at the same time, it's I know that he has that potential. Right. I I would have to say that if my if I had it in my budget, right, if I could do it, I would do it. Because there's nobody out there that can do what Lamar Jackson's doing right now for the Ravens. Yeah. Right. I mean, they're not going to go out and bring in Sam Darnold. No, <laughs> you know yeah. they're not going to go out and bring. Uh, even if it was like Brock Purdy, right? Let's say for whatever reason, or or Trey Lance. Let, uh, let's actually m- make that Trey Lance or Jimmy G. Yeah. Right? Would you rather have Lamar Jackson or Jimmy Garoppolo? Lamar Jackson. Would you rather have Lamar Jackson or Trey Lance? Lamar Jackson. See, I mean, again, there's uh, there's no scenario in which I can't see them trying their their hardest 
to yeah. find a middle ground with Lamar Jackson because what else is out there? Yeah, and again, right before we got on, they did part ways with their offensive coordinator, Greg Roman, um, to the Baltimore Ravens. So I don't know, maybe that's something that, um, again, maybe to keep in mind or, or monitor as as we cut and talk about these um, contract negotiations or what's going to happen with the future of Lamar. But yeah, kind of going back before the season did start, the uh, Baltimore Ravens did offer Lamar a five-year extension worth up to $250 million with $133 million of that guaranteed at signing, which would have made Lamar the second highest paid quarterback in terms of average per year and guaranteed money at the signing. I think only behind uh, Deshaun Watson at that point, but I think we're both in agreement here, Rod, that yes, Baltimore needs to do whatever they uh, can to re-sign a guy like Lamar Jackson because when he's on the field, when he's healthy, he's one of the more dynamic players, not even quarterbacks, but players in the entire football league. So, And again, a lot of the players have come out and said that we want Lamar to be here. We want to play with Lamar. We know what's what what's Lamar Jackson is capable of. And I know I think the front office recognizes that. The players recognize that. The city, the fans, they recognize that, that, hey, if we don't sign Lamar, you know, we're going to take a couple steps back here. And I don't think that's something that obviously a team that's always talked about being a Super Bowl contender um, wants to do. Right. When you have an opportunity to re-sign a guy like Lamar Jackson, uh, I think you go out and try to do that. Now, let's change the scenario here, Rod. Let's just say, hey, they go into this season in the offseason, they're not able to reach a, a contract for whatever reason. And I think we also should mention that Lamar does represent himself. He doesn't have an agent. So Lamar is his own agent, and he negotiates his own contract. Let's say it comes to the 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 point where Lamar says, look, we try to come up with a contract. You guys didn't meet my needs or what I want in a contract as a professional football player and a quarterback in this league. Now let's turn the page and say, okay, where are the destinations where Lamar does end up? Where are the, some of the landing spots that Lamar could end up? Because I, I guess we can say what? 22 out of the 32 teams, maybe a little more, would want Lamar Jackson as their starting quarterback. I mean, we could probably sit here and name five teams right off the bat here, which probably don't need Lamar's services, which would be Kansas City, Buffalo, Justin Herbert with Lamar. Oh, sorry. Uh, Justin Herbert with the Chargers. Um, who am I missing? Uh, I would probably say at this point, Cowboys, Dak. Dak, yeah. I mean, some could argue that that would not be the case, but I would say that Dak would be one of them. Yeah, yeah. I think we're kind of sitting right there. Uh, Jalen Hurts, maybe. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I think those are the only really ones that kind of come to mind for me. I mean, I'm kind of looking at the list here. Oh, Bengals, um, Joe Burrow. I, I don't yeah, think Joe Burrow. I'm sorry. Yeah, Joe Burrow. Obviously, the Cleveland Browns as well because they just played or paid um, Sean Watson. How pissed are you, though? How pissed are you, Munaf, uh, as a Cleveland Browns owner that you just signed Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson could end up on the market? Like, you just signed Deshaun Watson for $230 million when yeah. if you would have just waited... Had yeah. Baker Mayfield for one more season, you could have tried to enter into the Lamar Jackson raffle for that money. Yeah, but I, I think that piece of it is it's from from Deshaun and Lamar. It there, there's a different conversation there because Deshaun wanted out of Houston, like he wanted nothing to do with Houston, right? Um, so I think that's why the trade transpired. Now for Lamar, 
it's that, you know, I, I still believe that he wants to be with Baltimore and, and play in Baltimore and, and be the quarterback for the for the Baltimore Ravens. But he also, right after the, their season was over for the Baltimore Ravens last weekend, he put out a tweet or, or a, a, a quote on his Instagram. And I'm going to try to find the exact quote here on what he said. Um, and I'm paraphrasing here until I find it on what he said is that, you know, when you have something good in your possession, you need to treat it right. And I'm fair and I'm paraphrasing on what he said. And, and when you lose it, you're going to lose it. So I think that's coming to a point for Lamar. It's like, let's hurry up and get these contract, you know, negotiations done. Let's move on with, uh, with, with what's happened and, and let's just worry about rehabbing myself and, and, you know, getting this team to be back to a Super Bowl contender. So I have the exact quote right here, Rod. He says, when you have something good, you don't play with it. You don't take chances losing it. You don't neglect it. When you have something good, you pour into it. You appreciate it because when you take care of something good, the good things take care of you too. Now, obviously, read between the lines exactly what we're talking about here. You know, pay me what is fair, I guess we can say, because what Lamar's demands may be, you know, not outlandish, but not something uh, owner may be willing to pay. Hey, let's kind of meet in the middle. Let's get this done and move on with our lives. But Rod, all right, let's flip the page here. Let's just say if things doesn't work out. Let's talk about a handful of teams that could use Lamar services here. We talked about about seven to eight teams there. Where would you think? Let's we could go team by team. You know, I know I'm sure you have a list there. What do you think is a first team that could use Lamar Jackson's skill set and, and, and his quarterback play that would propel them to be a, a legitimate Super Bowl contender? Honestly, the very first team that pops into my head is the Carolina Panthers. I honestly okay. believe that, you know, obviously Sam Darnold's not the future. Whatever other quarterback they're tossing out there is not the future. If the if Lamar were to come free, I think that the Panthers would be highly because they had Cam Newton and Cam Newton, mm-hmm. not necessarily Lamar Jackson, obviously, but the similarities are there in that mobile quarterback, big arm, big guys like it's it, they've already had that type of identity. It would not be hard to imagine Carolina going back to that sort of mentality. Chubba Hubbard's a great running back back there, so he's not going to lose anything in the running department. So even if Carolina wanted to adopt a smash mouth Baltimore Raven esque type uh, triple option offense, uh, they could probably end up doing it, you know, in that, in that uh, backfield with the quarterback that they would have. Um, and they've got big receivers still over there in, mm-hmm. in Carolina. So, and, I, and I'd argue that Carolina's receiving core might even be better than Baltimore's uh, on a, on a receiver by receiver basis. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. As I say, you can, yeah, you can argue that if you want, but I, I feel like he'd be in a, actually a better situation, honestly, uh, in Carolina to, to turn that team around and to make it better that, I mean, I, that to me is like the absolute logical landing point. If Lamar were not to, to, I know there's probably better arguments to be made elsewhere, but I don't know what it is about that, but just the, the fact that they had Cam Newton and now they could kind of move over to a Lamar Jackson, uh, in, in that same vein. You make a great point. Like if Lamar Jackson ended up on the Carolina Panthers, that team would be the best team in that division 
without a doubt, because you take a look at the other teams that are struggling at that quarterback position, right? We talk about the Saints where they started with Jameis Winston, and we saw how that kind of transpired, whether he got injured, he got healthy, wasn't put back as a starting quarterback. But again, he's not the future for that team, right? It's not Jameis Winston. They went with Andy Dalton. We know he's, you know, he's been a journeyman, and that's what he is at, at the point right now after his days uh, with the Cincinnati Bengals. We talk about now we'll talk about Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers later. But um, again, if Tom Brady leaves, you have a big void at quarterback. So now you enter Lamar Jackson onto a team that was one game away from beating or yeah, one game away from beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers being a playoff team. You have one of the defenses there that I was probably ended up as a top 10 defense for sure. In my mind uh, with the guys that they have there, you talked about the running backs and I'm sure that owner there is not going to be afraid to add more weapons at the wide receiver position. If Lamar Jackson did end up there, right? They do have DJ Moore, Terrence Marshall, um, Robbie Anderson got traded from there as well, but they have two tight ends there. But again, he won't be be afraid to add weapons around uh, Lamar Jackson to be in the Carolina Panthers. I think one team for me that also kind of makes sense, or or I think a quarterback away is probably the New York Jets as well, right? You have a great defense, or you have a defensive minded head coach there with Robert Sala, and you're familiar with him, you know, with his days uh, with the San Francisco 49ers. You have great receiving depth there with with Elijah Moore. Uh, we talk about Corey Davis there, the backfield as well. Uh, you're going to get Brees Hall back next year. Um, he was a top, uh, you know, draft pick for you. Michael Carter is there as well. So you're just missing at that quarterback position. We knew that Zach Wilson. Probably not going to be that guy for them. Well, after what we saw this season. So I, for me, for the first thing that kind of came to my mind, I thought that New York Jets, and again, being in that division, yeah, you have obviously Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. You also do have, you know, we don't know what the future of Tua is going to be for the Miami Dolphins and what's going to happen there, right? So um, I, that first thing to my mind came uh, was the New York Jets there, Rod. I could see that. And, and you're right. Uh, Wilson's not going to be the guy at all. I, I, I highly doubt that they're going to uh, keep him or, I mean, I don't know. They can't really deal him, I guess, because I don't know too many teams that want him, but especially yeah. with, you know, a couple of the free agents out there. But yeah, I, I think the Jets would be a good move for him because obviously you're right. He's got good receivers there. He's got a good couple of running backs there. Um, he got a defense that can play ball and it's, it seems like a ready-made team. They weren't that far off. I mean, I, I feel no. like you're right. They were a quarterback away from actually being better than they were this season. But it's funny, though. You had mentioned all the, the turmoil in the NFC South anyways. He could fit on any one of those teams at this point, too, right? Yeah, he could. I mean, look, we, I mean, we, we kind of went through it, right? I mean, yeah, the Atlanta Falcons did draft Desmond Ritter uh, to kind of be that guy of the future for that team. Um Again, we'll talk about Tom Brady uh, later in the, in this pod, but um, you know we're not sure if he's going to return. That's another team that also let their offensive coordinator go as well. So there's more question marks as far as NFC South teams than maybe any other division right now. Maybe the AFC South with the Texans and the Colts and even the Titans. And another team that did come to come to my mind was the Tennessee Titans, right? I don't think Ryan Tannehill is that answer. Now, imagine if you're the Tennessee Titans or you're, you're a team that's facing the Tennessee Titans that has to defend uh, a running quarterback with like Lamar Jackson, and then you also have Derrick Henry in your backfield there, Rod. Oh, my God. Could you, I could not even imagine. That's like one of those Madden teams that you just draft, right? I mean, you yeah. got lucky enough to get Lamar and then and then turn around and get Henry on the back end of it. But, yeah, that's 
that's a lethal one to punch. And then of course, you know, with Tennessee, they do have good receivers there too. And so, you know, I could see him turning um, Akine Westbrook into a, a, a fantastic wide receiver one. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, just, I could see Lamar fit on that team. I didn't even think about Tennessee, but boy. Yeah, you also have Traylon Burks there as well, right? And Traylon Burks, absolutely. Yeah, yeah and that great young receiver that Lamar could mold. So, yeah. Woo, watch Any out. other teams that kind of come to mind for you for Lamar? Um, You know, like I said, all those NFC South teams to me yeah. feel like it. But the Texans, you brought up the Texans, which I really do think that was actually one that was on my mind too because we've talked about it over the course of the season where, you know, we don't think Davis Mills is the answer in no. Houston. So, you got to do something. And, you know, Houston's always been that team that, well, Deshaun Watson. I mean, it, it, again, I don't, I hate to make the comparisons of these running mobile quarterbacks, but they had Deshaun Watson there. So yeah. it, it would logically make sense to bring in Lamar Jackson to run that same style of, of offense that Houston's used to yeah. and, and build up uh, some folks there. I mean, he could make Brandon Cooks better again, maybe, yeah. possibly. And I think that's what the difference is right now for a guy like Brandon Cooks, right? He wants to win, and I don't blame him, right? He he's he's been on multiple teams throughout his career where he's gotten, you know, he's also dealt with injuries as well. And he's on a Houston team right now that again, let's face it, they just haven't been very good over the past couple of seasons. And they do have the draft capital now. You know, let's just say, I mean, this is wishful thinking as a fan. They go out and get a, a legitimate head coach, whether it's I mean, I'm just throwing names out there. You know, I know they interviewed Sean Payne the other day. Let's say they go out and get a Sean Payne or Eric Bieniemy, and Lamar Jackson says, "Hey, okay, I want to go team up with that coach." And down in Houston, they have the they, we have the cap space, we have the draft capital with all the you know um, picks that we got from the Deshaun Watson deal. We have the number two overall pick right now. Obviously, if a trade was to be done for Lamar Jackson or, or whatever, obviously those picks would have to go to Lamar. But I think it's a situation where, look, you you need a, a quarterback. You have draft capital for the future you also have cap space as well to spend money so and again you're going to a division where it's pretty much wide open because tennessee wasn't very good this year indianapolis dealing with uh another uh coaching change there possibly if they don't bring back jeff saturday and they're also looking for a quarterback as well so between the two south division these conference rod it's not very pretty for any of those teams no, it's not. And again, just like you said, to open this things up, there's only like five teams or six teams that you can say that do not need Lamar Jackson services because you look at where Lamar is in the hierarchy of all these quarterbacks as well. And I mean, he's a top five quarterback, right? It, at his potential, yeah. or even maybe even a top three quarterback. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> obviously you've got franchise quarterbacks down the line, but it's hard to make an argument for some of these seven, eight, nine, ten. Uh, quarterbacks on the list and say, would you rather have Lamar than, you yeah, know, I agree. Um, all right. So I, again, I, I think that we both probably think here that Lamar and the Ravens do work it out because again, like you said, at potential that Lamar is definitely a top 10 quarterback. We could argue, make, make the argument that at his full potential, because he has won an MVP as well, that he could be a top five quarterback in this league as well. But again, We'll see what kind of transpires for Lamar Jackson. Hopefully, for if you're a Ravens fan, you're listening to this, that they do get it worked out. But again, there are teams out there that would be willing to fork up the money for a guy like Lamar Jackson on their team to really catapult their uh, future and become, you know, teams that are not contenders right now. But definitely when you have a quarterback like Lamar Jackson will put you into contention for playoffs. And again, building a roster to be a Super Bowl contender as well, because that is the end goal for uh, most teams. 
Let's shift gears here a little bit, Rod. We talked about the main piece of this offseason, which is Lamar. You know, two quarterbacks. And we'll, we'll start with the one in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers here. We'll save the GOAT for last. Um, last season, we saw the trade of Devontae Adams headed to uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, coming into this season, a lot of teams or a lot of I think betters we can say as well. We're not very high on this Green Bay Packers team. I for where sure wasn't because I felt like there was going to be a big gap between having to fill the void that Devontae Adams left with Aaron Rodgers. Um, and we saw that on the field, right? We, it was the first pass of the game uh, against Minnesota f- to start the season where I think it was Christian Watson that dropped that pass. And we kind of knew at that point that it might just be this type of season for the Green Bay Packers. But they turned it on. In the final, what, four to five weeks there, they won some games. Unfortunately for them, in the final week where they needed to get the win where it mattered the most, they weren't able to do that with the Detroit Lions. Right off the bat, I think Aaron Rodgers is done in Green Bay. I think we'll see him on a new team next year. What are your thoughts about Aaron Rodgers? I'm torn because I still am a little bitter that the 49ers chose Alex Smith over Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers, yeah. That whole situation has me so fired up every time I see Rodgers and to think of what could have been had he been the quarterback. Uh, but then again, I'd have missed out on the fun of of uh, watching Brock Purdy this year uh, because Rodgers would have probably still been in San Francisco had, yeah. had that not happened. So, But here's the thing about Aaron Rodgers, right? I mean, there's been speculation on whether or not he was going to stay in Green Bay for like a long time. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just it feels like every every time his contract starts to come up, it's like, well, where's he going to go? Where's he going to go? And he he usually stays this time around. I I think I'm with you. I don't know that he's going to stay this time, but the problem is, is that the options that he, he maybe wanted, because there was talk that he would come to San Francisco, right? I mean, the last time around, uh, just before I think Jimmy and all that stuff was going on, he he's alluded to the fact that maybe San Francisco could be an option. Now I got a little excited over that because obviously I wanted him in the first place. So to see Aaron Rodgers come to San Francisco would have been fantastic. Yeah. I don't think that option's there anymore. I mean, again, we're, we're kind of flush now. We've got mm-hmm. we've got three good quarterbacks. Uh, and, and I mean, look, say what you will about Brock Purdy. I'm not going to crown him as the greatest quarterback ever yet, but the man can play some football, and he's proven yeah. that over the last few weeks. So mm-hmm. anyways, take that out of the equation. For Aaron Rodgers to go anywhere else now, we just listed off like four or five teams right off the top that could definitely use a quarterback. So I think Aaron Rodgers knows that the market is there for him. Like this is a buyer's market. Mm -hmm. So if he's going to get out of green Bay, this is the time to do it because he's pretty much got his pick of anywhere that he wants to go. Um, So he's frustrated in green Bay. I know he loves green Bay. I know green Bay loves him, but this is like the Brett Favre situation kind of all over again, where green Bay does this to their quarterbacks. They just sort of love them until you can't love them anymore. And then, you know, they kind of ride off into the sunset and go to Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I think there's only one season where I remember where Aaron Rodgers was not healthy. I think he dealt with that collarbone. But I think even at that point, he did come back from it, which I think I want to say back in 2017, where I think he only played like seven games. But since the 2018 season, he's played in every single game. This season, he played in every single game. He won back-to-back MVPs in the 2020 year and last season, right? So, and he came out himself and said that, hey, 
I think that I, I'm still capable of playing at an MVP level. I can win another MVP. Um, it just has to be, you know, in the right situation. Like he said, that it might be, it could be in Green Bay, it could be elsewhere. So, you know, for I think Aaron Rodgers, again, uh, it, he's done in Green Bay. I'll, I'll go into that. I'll be very, very shocked if he does return, unless he, if he returns there, it's because they went out and got legitimate wide receivers. And I'm talking about like number one guys like Devontae Adams capability. Now I, we read the rumors. And I kind of, we're getting off off topic here talking about green Bay and Aaron Rodgers that the Arizona Cardinals are willing to trade Deandre Hopkins. Now, if you want to keep if you want to keep Aaron Rodgers in green Bay, you need to go out and trade for a guy like Deandre Hopkins, because he, I think we both agree here, Rod, that, that, DeAndre Hopkins is a top five wide receiver in this league. No doubt about that. I think some can argue even top three. Um, and I've seen as a Texans fan, what DeAndre Hopkins can do um, on any given Sunday when he's playing on a football field. So I, I think that that's part number one, that if you're able to, if you want to keep Aaron Rodgers, you need to go out and get some, uh, some help at the receiver position. And if it's a guy like DeAndre Hopkins or not, but let's say, I think we both agree that his days are done. We talked about it couple of themes there i think the team that probably right now again makes the most sense that needs a quarterback for i think we'll talk about brady here in a second as rogers is probably the las vegas raiders because again Devontae adams is already there you have other weapons with darren waller you have hunter renfro there as well uh we're not sure if josh jacobs will be back there but again when you have a guy like aaron Rodgers playing quarterback for you I'm not sure that you'll need a legitimate running game, especially when you're pairing maybe Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers back together. Could you imagine having them back together again? I mean, Adams going to Las Vegas and then all of a sudden Aaron Rodgers following him yeah. uh, right behind that. That makes perfect sense, especially with Derek Carr uh, exiting stage left. It's It kind of makes the most sense. I, I, obviously, it's, it's uh, a Bay Area thing too. I mean, when they were Oakland, when they were uh, up there, Right. I mean, it's it's, yeah. it's he was a Raiders close to the Raiders when he was in the Bay Area uh, mm-hmm. in, in there. So, yeah, I mean, look, I, I would think that that would be the, the natural move for him to, to do that. And then Aaron Rodgers in the silver and black to end out his career. How many how many star players do you know to have gone out to the, the Raiders to, to finish out? I mean, we watched Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice it. was the first. One yeah. came to mind. Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> Marshawn think, Lynch. Was he there before? Yeah. Yeah. Or after, yeah, he left yeah. Seattle. Yeah. Yep. He he went out there to kind of ride out his career. I mean, we we've seen several people now, uh, in the twilight of their career, go to to the Raiders in the silver and black and finish it out. So, I mean, it would make sense. I, I think if you put him back with Devonte Adams, could you imagine the Raiders type of a season that they would have with Aaron Rodgers, Devonte Adams again? Yeah, and you're you're playing Green Bay where it's it's freezing temperatures when you get towards the winter months. Now you're in a dome where you're not worried about weather. Now you're going from opposite weather. You're going from the frigid temperatures of Green Bay to the heat in Vegas. But fortunately for you know for for the, the Raiders, they they do play in a dome. So again, you 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 put in Aaron Rodgers, who already has that rapport and that chemistry with a guy like Devontae Adams, right? Um, again, would probably put you as number one and number two best tandems in the league. Um, and again, I mentioned Darren Waller that they still have on a rent for a reception machine. So the weapons are there in, 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 uh, sorry, in, uh, Las Vegas with the Raiders, Josh McDaniels. I think we're all still skeptical about his head coaching, but 
when you bring a guy like Aaron Rodgers, I'm sure that the, uh, that he'll give the keys over to Aaron Rodgers to run that offense there. So I think that was the first team, obviously, that made a lot of sense for him. Um, I think we we briefly touched on San Francisco. It, it, it does make sense. Let's say, I mean, Brock Purdy is playing fantastic football right now right he's probably the hottest quarterback right now in the national football league with at least winning games and making the right plays for his team um and it, you drafted trey lance you still have jimmy garoppolo coming back from the injury if aaron Rodgers knocked he made a phone call to john lynch and said i want to come play for the san francisco 49ers what do you do at that point <laughs> I, you know, if you're John Lynch, I, th- I think you just say you're good. I mean, you, how can you, how can you really truly accept him when you know, I mean, I know they're there and we'll talk about him in a little bit after probably after the break, but you know, there's still that possibility of, of them grabbing Tom Brady, but I don't think that Aaron Rodgers is going to want to come to San Francisco. I think that time, okay. I think that time is sailed. I think that ship is, is gone. Um, and mainly because Aaron Rodgers can read the room. I mean, he knows that if he goes to San Francisco, he'll still have to contend with Trey Lance. You know, <clears throat> there's still no getting rid of Trey Lance right now. I mean, I, I know yeah. there's probably trade talks going on, but it's too it's too healthy of a team to uh, to to try to go to at this point. I think the the best fit, like you said, would be the Raiders because he knows that that quarterback is going. He knows his former number one receiver is there. So. Yeah. If I were to pick up the phone, if I were Aaron Rodgers, I think my first call would be to Las Vegas to see if I can get back with Devontae Adams and capture that magic again. So, um, I mean, that that's kind of where my head would be at if I was him. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, right? You're, you're back on the West Coast. Um, Devontae Adams already there, the guy that you've had just so much success with in your career, um, you know, on the offensive side of the football. So, again, it'll be interesting to see what kind of transpires with Aaron Rodgers. Um, all right, before we get over to Tom Brady, let me tell you guys about our presenting sponsor and where you can bet on pretty much any sport. And again, the NFL playoffs are here right now. We've been talking about it. And WinBet is the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are a ton of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. And if you're ready to play, sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100, get 100. Limited state availability. And of course, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit over at WinBet. There's just so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject change. Terms and conditions at WinBet.com. Must be 20 words or older and present in the state where playthrough win bet is available. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, Rod, let's get over to the last quarterback here that um, does have a questionable future. I think a bigger conversation here on what he actually really wants to do, and that is the GOAT, the Tom Brady Um this season, again, he dealt with a lot of stuff off the field uh, in his personal life with his marriage and stuff like that. That's something that we're not going to dive into. But I think that is something that may have affected him on the field this season. I don't think there's a question about it. Or, you know, maybe people are saying that age is just catching up to a guy like Tom Brady. He said he wanted to play till 45. He is 45 right now. And then again, when he won that championship with Tampa Bay, 
people and i think a lot of us can agree like what more does he have left to play for i think that was probably a good opportunity for him to hang up the cleats and say hey my career is done i'm gonna leave out on top we saw them get defeated by the dallas cowboys last week uh in a game where the offense just does not look very good uh but now the questions are going to circulate that hey is tom brady ready to retire is he stays in tampa bay done um, what do you think about Tom Brady? Do you think he's played his last down in the NFL or do you think that he's going to be headed to another team? I'm 46 years old. I am not in peak physical condition like Tom. How's Brady. your back? Let me ask you that. Let me tell you right now. I spent several years in the army and still in today. I, after a vigorous workout, am ready to just be done for the month. So I don't know how Tom Brady continues to do it. I don't know what vitamins he's taking or what kind of whatever he's doing what voodoo he's working it's um, avocado ice cream right that's avocado ice cream or or i don't know if you guys watched that one show um uh that was uh living with myself on i think it was netflix um where where they cloned him uh and and basically it was he was being cloned every whatever and you know re- revigorating all of his his cells that's neither here nor there here's the thing tom brady I, and I said it when I was watching the game this last week, and I said it to my my daughter who can't stand the guy. Um, I said, this, this is a guy that is now playing, I think, his last football game ever. Because how can you justify? You said you wanted to come back. You said the fire was still there. You said you wanted to come back for another run. You said you were still hungry. You, you couldn't really fathom walking away when you had a chance. Okay, well, this team doesn't have a chance. This team is not prepared to go back again. Right now, as it stands, you had the best shot. You still had Leonard Fournette. You still had Mike Evans. You still had Chris Godwin. You still had all of the, the basically all the weapons except for Rob Gronkowski that you had before. And Antonio Brown, I think we got we got to mention, I know he's a nutcase about what's going on with him after he left the NFL, but when he was on the field, I mean, he was a legitimate wide receiver. He, from his days in the, uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers, Antonio Brown, the football player on the field, was a top three wide receiver in my mind. And again, we saw flashes of that when they won the title um, uh, a few seasons back when Antonio Brown was on the field. So I think that with without Gronk and without AB, I think that was really what put this offense back and Tom Brady back. Yeah, but it's Tom Brady. I mean, we've yeah. seen him elevate mediocre rosters his entire career. Sure. So, yeah. I mean, the, the, at 45, at 46, that's hard. that's getting harder to do. And I think at this point, as a man, as somebody who you or as a person in general, right, you take a step back and you evaluate what you gave up for this season, right? I mean, there's we we're not talking about the offseason stuff, but are the off the field stuff. But you have to think that each and every time he stepped on the field, it was a come to Jesus moment where it was like, I'm literally walking off the field after getting stomped. And for what? And for what? That's probably the the three biggest words that you can take away. And for what? What did I do this for? Did I do this for me? Did I do this to to prove that I can still play at the highest level? Because, look, he doesn't have to. Like, Tom Brady does not have to do a single thing for the rest of his life, honestly. Like, he could sit on his porch and scream at the sky for the next 30 years if that's what he wants to do. Right? I mean, he's built up enough of a, of, a, of a wealth to do that. He's built up enough clout to do that. So honestly, as a human being for me, and maybe it's because I don't have an elite talent 
like him and I've not played at the highest level with tens of thousands of people screaming my name. Sure. But I'm, I'm okay. Like I'm okay. If I've reached a certain status that I can probably sit back and just enjoy, enjoy my kids, enjoy my wife, enjoy life in general. I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe that's why I'm not playing at the highest level of any sport right now is I don't have that same fire and compassion, but this has got to be his last season, man. This has got to be the, the, the way he goes out. Unfortunately, he should have done it last season when he was out yeah. on top, but yeah, this is it. I think. Yeah, I mean, look, we, we've talked about, uh, or at least Peyton Manning did the same thing, right? When, when he was pretty much on his last legs, he won the title with the Denver Broncos, and and he rode off to the sunset. He won his second uh, second Super Bowl with the Denver Broncos. Obviously, the first being with the Indianapolis Colts, said, "Hey, I'm done. I, I'm gonna you know, laugh after football. What is it for me now?" And and he embraced that. Right? Uh, he left on top. Um, for Brady, I think the opportunity was there. Like I mentioned, when he won the title with the with with the uh, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers a few years ago against the Kansas City Chiefs in that Super Bowl, where they pretty much dominated that entire game. I mean, um, for Tom Brady, there's I don't want to call him sick because <laughs> there's, uh, maybe that competitive fire is still in his belt. I, I guess I can put it that way that he still wants to play, but you're like, but for what, what is it for? Right. You've already gone down and won what seven, is it six to seven, seven now, seven rings um, the most by a quarterback in, 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 in NFL modern history. Um, but what is it all for? Right. Like, again, again, we don't know what the details are about what happened with, you know, Giselle and the family. That's none of our business, but at the end of the day, like you're right, like you, you've accomplished the greatest feats as a quarterback in in the in the game of football. Um, you have your kids, you know, you had your wife. Um, it was just time for you to hang it up. But you know, whatever that whatever that conversation is, you know, that's something that hey, he wants to keep playing. He wants to keep playing. Let's turn the page to talk about football on the field. Let's just say he does want to come back for another year. Is it with Tampa Bay? Is it with another team? Again, we saw the rumors as well. That Gronk did call up. I don't know if it was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or not, but he said he's bored that he probably wants to come back and play again. And again, if, if Gronk wants to come back, if it's with Tampa Bay or if it's with another team, it's probably going to be with, you know, with Tom Brady. And again, we saw the rumors last season that where Tom Brady and Sean Payne were trying to get over to the Miami Dolphins and and, and have some ownership in that team and, and play football down in South Beach. What do you, I mean, look, Tom Brady announces I'm coming back for another year. I don't know where that's going to be, but I want to continue playing football. You're Tom Brady. Rod, what do you want to do? Well, first of all, I think it's funny. And and look, I know that Tom Brady made the uh, illusion or the uh, um, comparison between soldiers and, and folks in the NFL, but I will make a comparison as such too. And, and it's the same with Gronk at this point, right? When you are in the military for an extended period of time, there is a rhythm, there is a camaraderie, there is stuff that you get used to, right? There's a, a regimented day in and day out schedule that right. you grow accustomed to. And whether you're in for five years, whether you're in for 25 years, that sort of, of rhythm follows you. And, mm -hmm. and when you get out of that rhythm, when you become a civilian, and I know because I've done this, there is that brief transitional period in which you start to think to yourself as a civilian, what the hell am I doing? Where am I going? What's, what is this all about? And, and why is this world so chaotic, right? You want to go back to that, that feeling and that comfort of being in that situation. 
That's what these players do. And that's why Gronk is bored all of a sudden because I'm sure his many TV appearances don't satisfy that same sort of, (laughs) you know, comfort that he gets in the NFL. So with Tom Brady, it's the same thing. If he comes back in, it's not because he, I think he wants to accomplish more because how the hell can you, and these, these records are probably never going to be touched uh, in in my lifetime in, or in your lifetime. So, you know, again, it's, it's to come back to the comfort. So where will he get that same sort of, of comfort? I I feel like, I, I hate to say it, but the New Orleans Saints kind of make sense to me. Saying okay. in that same division where he can pair with Alvin Kamara, right? I mean, he's got a, a, a solid running back in Kamara there. Uh, a few good receivers on that core as well. But I think, again, we know that the Saints are not not going to turn down the services of one Tom Brady should he decide to go there. And I, I think we could see uh, a huge upturn in the Saints offense should he do that. And I think, again, just him and Kamara alone have a lot of, of clout, you know, and then if Michael Thomas stays healthy and stays there, that's, that's a good big receiver for um, another 13 for uh, Tom Brady to throw to. So I, I would think that the saints make sense in this instance. Is there any correlation between where Sean Payne ends up and Tom Brady goes there? Because I don't think there's any teams that would bringing them in as a package together. Because again, the rumors were out there last season that this was supposed to happen in Miami. Um, I don't know. Do you think there's any 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 validity to that? I, I can't count it out, but I don't think that would be the sell, the end-all, be-all. I, I think yeah. that Tom Brady would make that decision because Tom Brady doesn't need... Uh, he doesn't, no. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So if Sean Payton were... I'm sure that'd be a bonus. But I don't know that it would be a deal breaker or a deal maker at that point. Okay. Yeah. I mean, look, I think we already talked about some of the teams. We don't need to be repetitive about it. That again, do make the most sense, whether it's, it's, it's Vegas or there's, he returns back to Tampa Bay, uh, whether it is, you know, new Orleans, like you mentioned, or some of these AFC South teams, uh, or NFC South teams as well. I think those are the teams that do again, need quarterbacks, right? We talk about the NFC South, the new Orleans saints, like you mentioned, obviously without, if he does want to return to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Carolina Panthers as well, um, Atlanta, you know, they're in the lingo of going from Desmond Ritter to no, 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 not not having Marcus Mariota there anymore, right? We talk about the AFC South with, again, Indianapolis. They probably need a new head coach, and they also need a quarterback. Texans are in the same situation. Tennessee, they have the head coach there. Is Tennessee a possibility for, for Tom Brady? I think that's a great question there as well. So, again, there are probably like five to six teams that we already just talked about today where we can end up. I think for me, as final answer, I think Tom Brady returns to Tampa Bay with a new offensive coordinator, Gronk ends up back in Tampa as well with him to give him another offensive weapon. It gives you an entire offseason for Chris Godwin to get healthy, Mike Evans and Tom Brady to rebuild that um, the chemistry that they did have when they won the championship because it wasn't there this year for whatever reason. Your offensive line was compromised to start the season as well. Gives those times to get healthy. And then again, if you want to address the backfield as well with with you know with with playoff P or or with Leonard Fournette whatever the case might be, I think probably the best situation for him, I personally think would probably just to return to Tampa. You're in a division that's not very good, that if you are you have the right weapons, your team is healthy, and you figure things out on offense, I think that's probably the best opportunity for him to win because, again, I think feel like 10 wins, again, 11 wins will probably get you the division title again in the NFC South. 
Yeah, if you're Tampa, you're not turning him down if he wants to come back. I of mean, not, no. yeah, you you can't do that. But also at the same time, I mean, they gotta they gotta start preparing, right? They gotta start preparing for the future. They've got to figure out what they're gonna do. A, should he leave, or B, should he come back for even one more season? Because then they've got to prep for another quarterback to come in. I mean, it's just you know the the writing is on the wall. If if this is not his last season, it, well. I don't know because I, I don't want to keep saying I don't want to keep saying next season's going to be his last season and the damn guy keeps playing until he's like 65. Yeah. And, and yeah. Literally retirement age. I just I don't know, man. I don't know what to say about Tom. But this is a conversation we've been like not us only, but uh, the sports media world has been having over the past three seasons is this the upcoming next season, the final year for Tom Brady. It, it happens over the last three seasons. And again, again, until he comes out and officially says like, and we also didn't mention the fact that he did retire. Right. He did retire and then he came back. So I think that's what's also throwing people off. But um, yeah, we'll see what happens again. We're still in, in the midst of the NFL playoffs. You know, we have divisional round coming up. But I think, you know, at, at least to kind of get ahead of the curve again, we'll talk about more of this as the, you know, offseason. We'll get into the offseason, things like that with, you know, not only quarterbacks, but again, head coaches and, and things like that as more jobs may open up and things like that, because right now there's a long list of offensive coordinator positions that are open as well, as well as uh, head coaching jobs as well. So keep that in mind, Rod. Before we get out of your rapid fire, I'm going to name the three quarterbacks that we talked about. You tell me where you think they end up. All right. So uh, Lamar Jackson, I think Carolina Panthers, uh, Aaron Rodgers. I like your Las Vegas Raiders and Tom Brady, the Saints uh, or Tampa. I mean, yeah, Tampa, if he comes back, but if they don't want him, then the Saints. Yeah, I, I think that uh, I think for me, Lamar does end up back in Baltimore. I think they do figure it out. I really do like Aaron Rodgers in Vegas with the Raiders. It just makes a lot of sense. And then I think yeah, Tom Brady probably does end up back in in Tampa Bay. Um, but yeah, I think it was a telling sign where they did just let go Byron Leftwich as offensive coordinator. Um, and again, I think they probably need to add another weapon or two with Tom Brady. And I think it was just health with, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year. But again, it's so early. We're still in January and, and we'll, 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 uh, we'll see what happens. What do you got? What right? if, what if, what if you just said mm -hmm. something that kind of sparked me? What if Tom Brady becomes the offensive coordinator and quarterback? And then as, <laughs> as he exits, as he exits as a quarterback, Tampa Bay keeps him as the offensive coordinator. Yeah. Okay. I mean, look, I, I think, <laughs> I mean, look, we know Tom Brady calls the shots, right? We, we know. That's it. What I'm like, yeah, like he calls the shots. Uh, and again, a lot of people have said maybe he returns to New England to to finish out his career there. Our last season in New England, though, Rob Gronkowski comes back there and, and they make one more run with Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. So again, the possibilities are out there. Obviously, you have Mac Jones, but again, this season, I, I don't think we'll talk about this in the offseason as well. I don't think this season was Mac Jones's fault when you have Matt Patricia and or Joe Judge calling the plays for you versus when it was Josh McDaniels that was calling the plays for you who left, obviously, for the Raiders job. But Again, the possibilities are out there. Um, we'll see what happens. Again, we're so very early on uh, in the uh, quote-unquote offseason for some of these teams that did, are not playing uh, in the playoffs this season. All right, Rod, uh, that's going to do it for this uh, episode of the PropCast. Again, we'll be talking a lot more about players, coaches, uh, things that are going to transpire in the NFL because we know NFL is the king uh, in uh, in the States here. But um Anything else you want to mention before we get out of here, bud? 
No, sir. Just uh, follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. There's a link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook Review, whether it's in between media. All right there for you at RJ Gomez. If you're watching, it's right up on the screen. Yep. Uh, make sure to follow Rod on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Um, I know the uh, we'll have an article about some of the landing spots for for at least Lamar Jackson that we just talked about. So definitely look out for that article uh, over on the website at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Um, and again, uh, we, we talked about it here on the pod as well. Some of the quarterbacks uh, that uh, do have a questionable future right now with their respective teams. OK, uh, follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. Rod and I will be back tomorrow for our player props for the divisional round. So look out for that as well till then. Good luck with your picks. Let's break these books off and let it ride. <laughs>